Hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. I'm very concerned. I need to open up this uh, this edition of the First Cut podcast with Kyle Porter. Kyle, I'm very concerned. I've tried to maintain professionalism. <laughs> I show uh, I, I keep most of my biases local. You know, rooting for uh, you know Webb, Bill Haas, guys with the local North Carolina connections. Everybody but Grayson Murray. Um, <laughs> but I found myself glued to the PGA Tours Periscope broadcast of Jordan Spieth's press conference from the tour championship. And this isn't the first time this has happened. How can I avoid being the most basic golf fan ever and liking Jordan Spieth as a fan? Well, first of all, this podcast is not brought to you by the PGA tour. Uh, <laughs> it's not. E- e- <laughs> just want to clear that up. But um, no, I mean, Here's the thing, and 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 we've we've talked about this, and and other people have talked about it uh, a little bit as well. But these guys are so much more uh, compelling than the previous generation, mostly being like Tiger. You know, if you if you listen to Jordan Spieth, and I don't know if you've heard uh, Rory on the the No I Ain't Up podcast. Like, I got it flagged. I mean, I, I, I'm thrilled about it. That's that's an awesome... I saw the little preview video. It lo- I'm sure it's going to be great. Yeah, I listened to part one, and, and just the way that they... I, I'm so intrigued, and, and Tiger was all, all right at this. Like I, I loved in his book him talking about super nerdy golf stuff. Um, and he, and he, but sometimes he like, didn't let you all the way in. He, he would kind of like, um, kind of unfurl his superiority to you in, in golf knowledge and, and rightfully so. Like he's one of the smartest golfers of all time, but, uh, guys like Rory and Spieth, ha- they have such an ability to, to kind of bring you in and let you in on what they're thinking, what they're seeing. Um, in, in, even in a way that is like, it, it, it makes you think you can understand like the the intricacies of go- not only golf but like the PGA Tour and that that is such a compelling trait or it has to be for for sponsors and for marketers who are who are trying to to get them on board and to to sign them up I, I just you know we are we're hashtag blessed Chip to live in the, in this time of uh, of of golf and of and of rooting for uh, or not rooting for but just of following these different guys he was talking about um the the mindset and balancing your your physical uh versus mental stress and the game plan for preparing for the tour championship uh he was given he was given unprompted shout outs to tony finau and patrick cantlay again yeah i mean you know a shout out to sean martin uh, who was all about Patrick Cantlay last weekend. Um, I, I also thought it was fascinating because for them, he was talking about uh, you know the advantage of being able to set your schedule. Uh, there was some really interesting comments. Uh, they they tried to get him on, you know, like, what are you trying to replicate from 2015? And he was like, I, 
I didn't hit the ball very well in 2015. I was just, yeah. you know, rolling in a bunch of putts. And, you know, we, we've talked about him on here as one of the, you know, better ball strikers. So I, I feel like I can professionally separate enjoying someone, enjoying the way he talks about the game from uh, fanning out over him. But I'm nervous. <laughs> nervous. <laughs> well, totally. And, and like, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I grew up listening to uh, sort of like sports talk radio and reading the newspapers and, and whatever. And, and there was always this like, Hey, you can't be a fan. You can't be a fan. You shouldn't be a fan. And and I feel like, uh, like somewhere along the way, I was like, why not? Like, why, like, why can't I be a fan? Like what, what is the, and now there's a, like you said, there's a professionalism line that you can't really cross of like, Hey, I'm openly rooting and, and, and it's, and it's um, like actively affecting the way that I write and right. like do my job. But yeah, I'm a fan of Jordan Spieth. Like I want Jordan Spieth to win tournaments because he's exciting, because he's more enjoyable to listen to than some other winners that we get. And yeah, of course I'm rooting for that. Like I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know why you wouldn't, I guess. I, is, is that a, is that just a difference like in our generation from previous generations or do you not feel like that? I've, I've always uh, been the there's a great saying that uh, some some of the guys who do local radio around here say that which is we root for the show. Well, and like living in Raleigh, North Carolina, especially for college sports and especially in college basketball season, you know, things get really, really heated and they get to come out and say, honestly, it is good for business when Duke and North Carolina are in the top five and NC state has a a top 25 team when wake forest is in the NCAA tournament, like those things are good for business. You root for the show. And in that sense, like Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, like the, the players that move the needle being at the top of their game is way more a just selfishly way more fun. I think uh, and B, it is good for business. So I think you can say like we root for what's good for business, and I think that that normally ends up being, uh, you know, some difference of some combination of phenomenal talent, but also compelling and interesting figures. Well, and, and I think it's so interesting because you, you you see so many of the top guys that are so good uh, at, at giving great quotes and, and giving great insight. And so not only are you rooting for them because they're compelling to write about on the course, but they give you great stuff. Like I can't write enough about Jordan Spieth, you know, like if, um, I'll just say JB Holmes wins a golf tournament. It's like, okay, great. Like I'll, I'll write about it. And like what I saw on what he said, but it's not, um, I don't know. There's an electricity around some of those guys and, and the way they talk and interact. It, it's, it's really fascinating. Not, not even from a golf perspective, but from just like a human psychology standpoint of, of, um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I love writing about the, you know, three, four five different guys at, at the top of the sport. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really cool that the some of the best players in the world are also some of the best talkers in the game. You know, we got that a little bit with Phil in the previous generation, but uh, you get it with a lot of different guys in this generation, and uh, it, it's it's pretty cool as someone who covers the sport to to get to kind of live in that era. Thirty players, no cut. Um, a lot of them, 
you know, gets, it was uh, it was described as a lonely experience. You know, the club is shut down. There's you're able to get out there, uh, kind of by yourself, and start getting your work in. Even starting on Monday and Tuesday, um, this is. This is a this is a fun. This is a cool event. What are you expecting uh, from East Lake in general? Like, what do you know about the course, and what do you think are the important notes for fans as they start to go into it from a viewing experience? Well, they they did a good job last. I think it was last year when they flipped the nines because it used to end on a par three. I don't know if you remember back when. Um, well, for a long time, but I, I remember specifically like when uh, Billy Horschel won it, when Jordan Spieth won it in two thousand fifteen. Those guys were basically just hitting to the middle of a green on a par three to end the tournament. And it was like, wow, this is exciting, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and so they flipped it last year, and and, and you saw it. it did, I can't remember uh, what happened at the end of regulation, but you saw them play eighteen in the playoff, and that was when Rory had the the club toro and then missed the putt uh, for eleven and a half million dollars, and then ended up making one later on, but. I think I think flipping the nines at Eastlake was a really uh, was a really good idea, and I just I, I don't know. I feel like you get to this time of the year, and it's like guys are so worn out and tired from playing so much golf that you're almost just you, you're just relying like you're just relying on talent, and so like you go out there and whoever's just whoever just has the best stuff right now goes out and and wins the thing, and so I think you're gonna see. We've gotten that mostly throughout the playoffs so so far, the first the first three playoff events. But I just think you're going to see talent uh, kind of win out at the end of the day this weekend. I, have I told you, by the way, about my um, how I would change the the like everybody's got an idea for how they would change the FedEx Cup playoffs. Have have I told you about mine? No, no. Please share. So there are 16 rounds of of golf. Um, in throughout four events, and and after each event. Players are cut from um, from the like from the race, like to to get to East Lake, right? Right. So instead of after each event, I would have I don't know how many how many players you would I think you would be like eight or so would be cut after each round. Mm. So after the first round of the Northern Trust, bottom eight are out. Now, Man, that's I was I was going to go the opposite. I was about to propose. Uh, I mean, this is just thinking off the top of my head that when you said sixteen rounds, I thought you were going to get to say that like you get to throw out one round. Like, there's just always uh, uh, that'd be that'd be interesting. Like you you're always working with like you can you can have one really bad round, but you can only cut one bad round, and so it's like that math will always keep going. Okay, so you're saying after each round, trim the field. Yeah, so this will never happen because because the PGA Tour can't afford to have like DJ play one bad round at the Northern Trust and, and he's be out. out for the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> but it would be like some variation of that. I think would be would be really compelling. Like it's a Thursday afternoon uh, at at the uh, at the end of August. And Jordan Spieth's four over, and you're like, holy oh, crap, Jordan, oh no. Jordan Spieth's going to be out. It's like. It's like uh, Duke getting beat by Lehigh in the second round. Yeah, you know. Um, but I don't know. I, I did see. I, I think it was Jason Sobel uh, wrote something about how there, there's kind of been something floated about the Tour Championship potentially going to 
a Wednesday through Saturday event, so four rounds, and then at the end of those four rounds, you take the top six, and they play for however many million that is. I think, obviously, first place gets 10 mil, second place gets 3 mil, third place gets like a million, so they play for 15 million or whatever it is on Sunday, and it's sort of a match. I, I don't know if it'd be a match play type thing, but I presume it would be. That That would be pretty cool, too. Like you get, you've got three twosomes that'll tee off at like noon or something and you're just constantly battling it out. Well, I almost feel like you'd have to go with eight and then just play match play for it. You know, the top eight. And uh, I think it was, I think it was Chris Solomon of, of no way up had the idea of like the top, the top guys, like maybe the top four get, uh, well you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it if you had eight, but if you did match play, the top guys could get a buy, or even the top guys could get uh, like extra strokes or extra holes. Like oh they wow! Out with, a, with a two up lead or something like that. Oh man, that's a now. Now we're starting to get. I mean, at this point, then we might as well like award extra cash for Sandys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's 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 like I'm in. You know, like don't get it wrong, dude. I am in. But that's, I think that's when we're starting to get a little complicated. All right, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, you know how we're going. We got Sandys, we got Greenies, we got Lefties, we got Righties. We got... Yeah, things, things, things get awfully complicated for, uh, for the average fan. Would, I mean, you, would, you, would you change the playoffs, though? Or do you like it how it is? I would move it up. I mean, I'm, I'm only on the team uh, move it up in the year. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, throw, you, throw, uh, you move it up in the calendar year. And you get a little bit of an off season for Kyle to see his family and uh, <laughs> you get, and you know, but like you don't conflict with football as much. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, isn't that where things are headed with the PGA moving? Like essentially, yeah. essentially like the yeah. 17, 18 schedule was released this week and it's almost exactly the same, but that's mm-hmm. also because the PGA moves the next year. Right. Right, it moves in 2019, and thankfully, they actually added a couple of events in 2018 because what we needed was more PGA Tour events. <laughs> so now there's uh, 49 events in like 43 weeks or whatever. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's I'm a, I'm just team move it up. I I will say, and this was a this was another sort of takeaway from this week that I was thinking about. Um, and, uh, shout out to my pops, my dad. Uh, he, he pitched this to me on Sunday. We were making our, our final predictions, uh, while we were eating lunch. And he said, I think that the winner of the tour championship is not going to be the FedEx cup winner that we're going to have another one of those situations uh, that almost happened last year if Dustin Johnson, if Roy McIlroy had not won, and then Dustin Johnson, you know, watching on a TV in uh, in the clubhouse ends up winning. That, like, like, he threw out Justin Rose. He was like, I it was like, what if Justin Rose comes out here and wins, and then all of a sudden we've got to calculate the math based on the rest of the finishes to see who among your DJ, your Spieth, your Ricky is going to end up winning. 
Yeah, my favorite is Dan Hicks like trying to do on air math like at the end of uh, <laughs> at the end of the broadcast on Sunday. It's it's so great. It's like, hey, the everyman sport, we have to do math to determine like who wins ten million dollars. Um I can see that happening. Justin Rose has two top uh two second two runner ups in the last four years at East Lake. And I think for him to win uh, the FedEx Cup, like Spieth would have to finish worse than, I don't know, sixth or seventh or something like that. Um, man, it just, it, it, doesn't it feel like, like Spieth is probably going to win the, the FedEx Cup? Or, it, or, or, well, go ahead. Do you, do you feel that or is that just me? Well, that was the, uh, another little takeaway from my, you know, the, the, the 15 to 20 minutes that I lost of college football coverage just glued to this periscope. Um, he, like I, when they were asking about that experience, he even said, he was like, yeah, I think that might happen this year as in like, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to win this tournament, but I think I'm going to win the FedEx cup is how I read yeah. that. Well, it's been since, um, God, who's, I think it's only happened like once or twice where it's been since like 11, I think like the last, uh, I think the last three or four years have all had the tour championship winner won the FedEx cup. See, I thought it was even, I'll look it up. I thought it was even before that. I thought you had to go back to like VJ Singh in 08 or 07 or something like that. Um, let's see here. Yeah. VJ in 08, Camilo Villegas won the last, he won, get this, Camilo Villegas won BMW and the tour championship and VJ Singh won the FedEx cup. So 2009, Phil won the Tour Championship and Tiger won the FedEx Cup. And then 10, Furyk won both. 11, Haas won both. 12, Snedeker won both. Stinson won both. Horschel won both. Spieth won both. And Rory won both. So you have to go back to 2009, Tiger mm. and Phil. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's a long time. And, and they've changed... They've changed the format since then. I think twice, maybe since then, um, to where it just it, it makes it, it. It the PGA Tour obviously wants whoever wins the Tour Championship to also win the FedEx Cup, and so it makes it pretty difficult for it to to not happen unless you get like, I don't know, Cantlay, for example, who's 29th. Like if he wins, then he's actually probably not going to win the FedEx Cup. Um, so yeah, but but somebody like that could win. I mean, he could win the tournament this week, and then you're like, hey, congratulations! Oh, here's ten million dollars, Jordan Speed. It's just it's so awkward. Like it's so weird. You get uh, what's the the calamity Jane, the Bobby Jones Club or whatever. It's like <laughs> here here you go, Patrick, and for you, Jordan, here's this sterling. This beautiful, this trophy we've been advertising all season, and a big old fat check. There's seven million more. Congratulations on your T three, Jordan. Here's yeah. this, here's uh, ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be. I don't know. There's sort of like a like a humor and like a uh, kind of a just a like I enjoy like kind of the awkwardness of it, like where they have to like cut to. Oh, Dustin Johnson's hanging out in the, in the, you know, dining room. Like he, this, this shot is for him to win $10 million. He's like not even on the course. You're like, what, 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 like what's going on? Like, 
And in those situations, it's not even the clubhouse shot of like, oh, he, he might need to get back out there for a playoff because there's no playoff for math. Yeah. Well, especially for him. That'd be that'd be real bad. Um but <laughs> that, was a so, so, that was a shot. So the, <laughs> so the one that I always go back to is uh two thousand uh when was it eleven, I think. Webb Simpson came in, uh your boy, yeah. and got beat by your other boy, Bill Haas, by fifteen FedEx cup points. <laughs> and Webb finished, I think it was like T twenty two at the Tour Championship. All he had to do was finish like 18th or something. I, I, oh, I don't it was know. like two strokes. Name. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it's, it's I mean, of course, uh, I mean, he won $3 million. So I don't, you can't really feel that bad for him. But it's just such a, uh, that's got to be such a bummer to come in leading and then finish like outside the top 20 in a 30-man event when all you had to do was finish like T17 to win 10 mil. Mm-hmm. So this is all right. Um, all right, let's get to our predictions in a second. But like, you will have Presidents Cup coming up. Uh, after that, we will be, of course, back previewing and reviewing all of that action um, for the United States team. And you know, if you are trying to put together a great team, then you need to know where to post your job to find the best candidates. That, of course, as you know, is with ZipRecruiter and. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut, then you are going to be able to post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free. You got to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on quality candidates finding you. In fact, it finds them. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. You don't have to juggle emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. So once again, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. This is good for businesses of all sizes, big business, small business. Do it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. So the uh, we're sticking with we're we're sticking with your pick of uh, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I mean he he goes T two at BMW last week. Uh, played pretty well. Uh, he just got housed by by uh, Mark Leishman. I mean it was just incredible. Leishman made twenty nine birdies on the week, which is. A joke, um, but yeah, Fowler. I mean, Fowler's been playing well. You know, I, I keep going back to you look at you look at strokes gained on the year, and and uh, I think DJ's one and Spieth is three, uh, and those guys have seven wins combined. Fowler's number two, and he, he's only got one win. At, at some point, I don't know if it's going to be this week, but at some point over the course of this extended period of really good. Uh, golf you just you have to back into a tournament you know it, it just it's almost mathematically impossible for it to not happen and so i don't know maybe it doesn't happen this week but i, I feel like he's a pretty good bet to uh to win it and then if he does uh spieth has to finish the the only way if fowler wins the tournament the only way he doesn't win the fedex cup is if if spieth finishes solo second oh so even if, okay even if he's t2 or worse then Fowler also gets the 10 mil. Mm. Okay. But what is the lowest that you think Speeth finishes at this tournament? I mean, I would be just stunned if he finished outside the top 10. 
you know, like, yeah. I, and, and really like he's finished, uh, second, second and seventh so far in the playoff events. He did. So he won this two years ago and then he finished, uh, like T 16 or something last year, which isn't, which is not great in a field of 30. Um, so there is a little bit of precedent for, uh, him, him finishing lower at this, at this, uh, course, but I just feel like he's playing so much better than he was this time last year. And I think he would, uh, probably say the same thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I see him inside the top seven or eight. So it's going to take, it's going to take somebody that's pretty high up, if not in the top five to, to beat him out of the FedEx cup, I think. And to your earlier point, our, the, your gut just kind of has you thinking that this somehow ends up like, and I don't know how the math is going to work out, but it just feels like Spieth is about to win this. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course I'm picking Fowler to win both. So I'm going against that a little bit, but right. I just feel like if you're, if you're Vegas and, and Vegas has set odds on this, I think he's uh two to one to win the FedEx cup, uh, which is, is, uh, is pretty low. It, 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 it <laughs> It's it's I don't know it's hard because like if Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, or or, or Leishman win it, then they also win the FedEx Cup. So Spieth can't do anything about it. But if somebody outside of that wins it, then he he's gonna be up there. Like he's gonna be in the top five, six, seven. It, it's just uh, I don't know. It feels like it feels like he's gonna win, even though I'm picking against him. <laughs> well, all right. So what about DJ? Like what what is the what is the Dustin Johnson? projection for his performance here um at east lake yeah he hasn't played so he won the northern trust obviously he's number three so he controls his own destiny but he hasn't played that that great in the last two weeks i think he finished outside the top 15 in in both the dell technologies and the bmw um i just i don't know there's something like i just don't know if i fully trust him the way i do a Spieth or, or even, uh, even a Fowler right now. Like I just trust that those guys are going to be in the top five or 10. And I don't totally feel that way about, about DJ. All right. What about, uh, dark horses, uh, players that I don't No one, I don't, because of the confidence in a Spieth or a Fowler to finish high, I feel comfortable saying that a dark horse will not win the FedEx cup. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good that's a pretty good bet. I I think that so I I did uh, the the nine guys that I think could win it, and my two sort of dark horses, if you will, were uh, were Paul Casey, uh, who's played great throughout the playoffs, and then uh, Matt Kuchar, who he's he's really a long shot because he's number twelve right now. So for him to win it, uh, he would have to win. Win the tour championship, Spieth would have to finish in a three-way tie for sixth or worse, and uh, JT would have to finish T four or worse. DJ would have to finish T three or worse, and so on. So there's a lot of like things that have to happen for somebody that that far down to win both the tour championship and the FedEx Cup. Um, but I don't know. Like Paul Casey's been playing just Paul Casey's like the best player in the world who has not won in five years or however long it's been since he won. He's just like top six every event and he doesn't win. I, I don't I don't really know what to make of that. But he's had a lot of success at this course. I think he's got uh, top ten in, in each of his three or four appearances here. 
And uh, I don't know. He could kind of back into it on Sunday. I could see that. No. No. Paul Casey. No. Nice guy. The nicest guy. People talk about Paul Casey like uh, Mike Riley. Well, I guess they're not talking about Mike Riley nice anymore, but it was like, yeah. oh, just the nicest guy in college football. I mean, isn't Paul Casey the nicest guy? I haven't met him, but I'm... I mean, my, the, I don't know that that's a universal thing, but my experiences with him have always been have been great. He's, he's thoughtful and uh, interesting, and yeah, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed talking to him. Mark Leishman, what, what are we saying? What does he need uh, to be able to get up there uh, currently fourth, right? Yep. So all he has to do is win. Um, I think you could argue that he's the hottest player in the world. Uh, after finishing third at uh, at Boston and then winning, obviously last week, uh, if he feels a little horseshoe in in fourteen ish, where he just he's just like ha- has a good, not great season, and then just rides a a heater all the way to the finish line, you know? Um, what do you call him? The big game hunter? Yeah, he's a big game hunter. He's, he's great. Uh, let me see here. So Horschel in, well, that, that's probably a little unfair because Horschel in 14 was 69th coming into, um, the playoffs and Leishman is, he was 14th coming in. So that's a little unfair to Leishman. He's been playing pretty good all year. He won, obviously, at uh, at Arnold Palmer. But he's just, I mean, he's on fire right now. He doesn't have a great track record at Eastlake. But I don't, I don't know if it matters, you know? Like, he's just lights out. I'm the, the enemy for President's Cup. He's hot. I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it one bit. He's <laughs> about to... About to step uh he come in if he if Mark Leishman comes in here, wins the tour championship and the FedEx Cup and takes that hot streak into the President's Cup, I'm gonna be a very nervous uh United States fan. Yeah, but uh-huh. consider this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, of the top ten right now. In in the FedEx Cup, you've got five Americans and just two two players from the international. So it's going to take more than Mark Leishman going five and zero at the Presidents Cup to to take down the Americans. Psychological advantages, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we we talked about speed, talked about DJ Leishman, Ricky. Uh, we haven't mentioned Justin Thomas yet. Where we where are we thinking uh, he fits in in this picture, both at East Lake at the Tour Championship, but also you know, if he wins it then he's got a shot. But if we've got one of these uh, outsiders who comes up to win the tour championship, do you, is Justin Rose a player that you could see winning the FedEx cup with like a T2 finish? Uh, Justin Thomas, you mean? Justin Thomas, yes. yes. Yeah, um, I think so. You know, I think the case to be made for, for JT is like, so he's been arguably the, like the guy this year. Like he's probably going to be player of the year. I think when we think back on, 2017 we're gonna think of it as like either i think we'll probably think of it as like justin thomas's year not not in the same way that we think about 2015 being uh jordan spieth's year but but a little bit like you know justin thomas winning uh what does he want uh four times five times five times five times um 
and just really his coming out party. So I think the case to be made for him winning the FedEx Cup is like that's the obvious sort of capper to this year, you know? That's like, yes, that makes sense. It made sense in 2015 when Jordan Spieth won the FedEx Cup because you're like, yeah, of course. Like, this has been his year, you know? And and he kind of caps it off at the end with a with a tour championship and, and FedEx Cup win. So I, I think that, that is, that's sort of my case, uh, along with the fact that he's playing really good golf right now and he won two weeks ago or two tournaments ago. Um, so I don't know... He is what second right now. Mm-hmm. He can finish. Uh, PJTour.com says he has a reasonable chance of winning with a top three finish. So, I mean, if you don't want to risk it with the math, there you just want to win the tour championship, basically. But um, yeah, I mean, he he certainly could. He's he's playing great right now. All right, so we're we're stubbornly sticking with Ricky. I'm gonna say Jordan Spieth. Wins the FedEx Cup with a second place finish with a wild card winner and Dan Hicks has to do crazy math and we get we get we get uh we get we get to watch uh Speeth watch from the clubhouse with a backwards hat and a cold beer. Yeah. I mean he he talked about that, didn't he? Like yeah, yeah. just have a couple have, have a couple, couple beers, beers while he's waiting. <laughs> Hope, hope it doesn't go to a playoff. Yeah, the, exactly. For the FedEx Cup, um, like he comes out, like he that's that's a situation where like he's not even in like one of the last couple groups. He just comes out and fires like a sixty six on Sunday. Like he did this yeah. past week where it was like oh sixty five on Sunday to just secure the top spot going into the Tour Championship. Right, right. Um, who, who do you who do you see winning the Tour Championship if not him? I like the Justin Rose call. I'm gonna roll with my dad yeah. on this one. I like that too. I feel like uh, there's, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't feel for Justin Rose, but man, that cupped mouth still stings me, you know, from Augusta. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, doesn't it feel like we haven't really heard from him since Augusta? It does. It absolutely so he, does. So he sent from Augusta to the Northern Trust. He had zero top 50 finishes. That's not good. Uh, but then the last three tournaments, he's been T10, T10, T2. And then all of a sudden, he's eighth in the FedEx Cup uh, standings. So it's just, it's it's weird because you get these guys that played great at the beginning of the year, then did nothing recently, and then all of a sudden, you're at the Tour Championship, and you're like, oh yeah, that guy was pretty good earlier <laughs> this year. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just kind of like, oh, Justin Rose could could win the, the FedEx cup. That's weird. Um, but <laughs> he's right there. Yeah. He's right. He, I'm uh yeah, I'll, I'll go with Justin Rose to win the tour championship. Jordan Spieth to win the FedEx cup. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a, I think that's a good pick. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fired up. I was, I, I spent too much time watching the press conferences. I'm, I'm all ready to, I'm, I'm tuned in to watch the 14th and the 16th where this tour championship is going to be decided. Oh man, I'm ready. Feed it to yeah. me. What is college football week four? What is what? it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Kyle, anything else? You want to make any declarations before we go into this final event? No, I just hope we I hope we get a club twirl from the winner like we did from Rory last year, even though he missed the putt. It was, it was, uh, it was an all-timer. It was unbelievable. Um, 
so yeah, it led into, I'm, I'm bummed. Like the, the, the president's cup being right after the tour championship compared to the Ryder cup is such a letdown because last year I was just so jacked up for the Ryder cup. It was the, the best week I've ever had professionally. And, um, so like the president's cup will be fun, but you're like, ah, I can't, I wish it was a Ryder cup year. You know, <laughs> yeah, I wish, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I was up at two in the morning watching, watching these guys play in Paris. We've got to get you so, there. I know. I, I, I think I'm just going to buy a ticket. Like just, just buy a ticket, expense it, just see what happens. <laughs> is that, is that wise? Is I, that good? I mean, I'm in, I think that's a smart decision. <laughs> just, I think, I think you just got to do it and you just got to send it in and tell them it's non-refundable. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I did it. My my wife uh, all of a sudden has an interest in the Ryder Cup now that it's in Paris too. So I mean, it's gonna uh, be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try to make that happen. We'll see. And then and then like take a couple extra days uh, on your own dime in Paris. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, if if I go, that's that's probably gonna happen. That's awesome. Yeah. He is Kyle Porter. He will be at the Ryder Cup in 2018. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at KylePorterCBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Make sure that you subscribe to the First Cut podcast on iTunes because subscribers get the episodes first. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip. Talk to you next week.